I'm Caitlin. And today, Caitlin is bringing you the second part of her two-part Kristen Smart uh, case. And I know you guys are all super excited, especially because we had to skip a week in between. So, Caitlin, go ahead and take it away. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I think I left you guys last week talking about Paul and his black eye and the fact that he had lied about that to multiple different people about how it had happened. Um, also, they had searched Paul Flores' house, um, and we've talked about how they had found the different articles under oh, their yeah. beds and stuff, which was really weird, um, but that they didn't bring any cadaver dogs, even though each of the cadaver dogs had alerted to human decomposition in Paul's dorm room, right? Right. So, Susan, Paul's mother, was not living with his father at the time when oh. this happens. She actually is living... Uh, they'd been separated. They got separated in April of that year, so she was actually living at another residence. Okay, so those papers were found hidden around the house at the dad's house. At the dad's house. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. So this is important to know because his initial interview with police about Kristen's disappearance, Paul said that he needed to leave because he had to help clean up some concrete at his mom's house, which seems like a pretty big red flag, right? Like. You need yeah. to get out of here so you can go clean up some concrete. It's like, it's a little weird, right? Yes. So her home was not searched and it was later put up for rent and finally rented out. And the new tenants moved in in October of 96 and the whole backyard was concrete. Okay. Oh. So I will say this isn't like a super, super uncommon thing in California, but it's still just a little weird being that nobody knew that his mom had a different place. Right. He's talking about having to go clean up concrete. Why is it such a thing that needs to be done like this second in the middle of your interview? You have to like get up and leave to go Seriously. do it. It's just like, you know, it's kind of weird. So the tenants had moved in. They'd been in the house for a little while. And at some point, um, there had been some trash cans left behind that they were like, hey, don't touch these. Don't use them. We're going to come back and pick them up. Do not touch them. Do not use them. Like, real serious about, like, don't fuck with these trash cans. Like, there are trash cans. We're going to come get them. Don't fucking touch them, right? So he comes and picks them up. The dad comes and picks them up. Ruben, I think, at some point, picks them up. And later, the it's like a, a um, husband and wife, and they had a kid. Okay. And the wife is outside, like, washing their car in the driveway, and she looks over, and she sees something shiny, like, in the little crack of the concrete. So oh, she yeah. goes over to it, and it's an earring, and it had a dark red smudge on the back of it. And this is in the area right around where those trash cans were at that they oh. told them not to touch or use at all. Interesting. Um, so an investigator comes by the house and takes the earring. And unfortunately, somehow it was never marked as evidence and went missing. Oh, for fuck's sake. But she was like, does this not, like, she took it into her husband. She's like, does this not look like dried blood on the back of this? And then all of those posters and billboards that had been around with photos of Kristen, she's like, she's wearing a necklace that looks like it would be the matching necklace to the earring that I found. Oh, God. She's like, holy shit, you know? Um, and obviously at this point, they've kind of put two and two together because they were getting a lot of hate mail and things like that, that they were realizing like clearly wasn't for them. It was for the homeowners. So they kind of put two and two together. They're yeah. like the, this people that they rented from or somehow something's going involved on. or something is up with the Kristen smart case. Wow. So the detective never informed the smarts of this earring and his identity was never released by the way. 
So the Smarts never found out about this earring until later and definitely never found out who it was that was in charge of it. They've like kept all that under wraps because it didn't get properly categorized and all that stuff and it just disappeared. Ridiculous. So um, the cops did say that they gave it a visual quote, quote unquote, visual inspection and that it was ruled out as being evidence. I'm not sure you can just do that. I, that, I mean, <laughs> for sure. So the tenants also said that they could hear a watch beeping in the backyard every morning at four, up. at 4.20 a.m. And they would hear it right outside their bedroom window, which is where there was like a six-foot planter bed right outside the back of their window. What? And they had tried digging down to find it, and there was another layer of concrete lower, so they couldn't dig low enough to find this watch that's clearly beeping in the backyard. Oh, my God. Um, That'd be so fucking and crazy. And so what's really funny about this is it did eventually die. It eventually dies because okay. it stops beeping, right? But Kristen's mom said that she would need to wake up for lifeguarding at around 4.30. Shut up. Oh, my God. And this... Beeping was around 4.20. So, I mean, definitely could have been an alarm for her to wake up for her job. Right? Yeah. So, the Floreses evicted the renters after they gave uh, depositions for the case. Because, obviously, the police were like, you know, there's things going on. We found things. They started talking to the police, starting letting the police come in and, like, check things out. And the family was like, what the fuck? Like, you can't do that. It's our pl- it's our rental. And right. they're like, well, actually, we signed a lease for it, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. So they had to go in and give disposi- depositions. And the family was like, cool, you guys are evicted. Fuck you. Wow. Get out, basically. So the tenants ended up, after getting evicted... Even though they weren't they weren't out of the house yet, they were still in it, you know? Mm-hmm. They gave cops permission to come in and investigate the yard, so they actually brought in cadaver dogs and an x-ray technician. Ooh, The x-ray good. technician said that he did find anomalies, but he wasn't sure if they were human remains or not. And Susan, uh, Susan Flores actually ends up moving back into this house. Okay. Because they're like, well, clearly we can't rent this out because now people are fucking trying to be, like, figure shit out and, like, right. trying to... Like to be sneaky. Yeah. Um, And so to this day, the yard has never been fully dug up or checked out. And the area that the watch beeping was coming from has not been surveyed. And neither has the six foot planter with the concrete bottom. So basically the technician was only able to get to a certain portion of the yard. And Mm -hmm. most of the yard wasn't even able to be surveyed. So they really Mm. haven't done much with this yard. Wow. It seems like that's And to a waste. this day, they've not checked it. It has never been dug up. It's never been checked out. Wow. Which at this point, maybe they will do now that... Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll see. So, um, there was a pizza delivery guy from North Carolina, and he made a website called sonofsusan.com, which is a play on Son of Sam. Right? How fucking funny is that? <laughs> um, trying to raise awareness to dig up the yard... And he used to kind of pop up in random places. He used to, like, sit and take pictures and film them from afar and stuff. Because, you know, like, you're not... They, they, he wasn't allowed to be within a certain perimeter of them. Right. So as long as he stayed a certain distance apart, he could, in fact, film and photograph them and stuff. So he used yeah. to just basically harass them for, like, Sounds a like long it. time. And he eventually changed the uh, website to be named digupthebackyard.com. Oh, my God. And I did... 
look both of these websites up, up and neither of them are up anymore. Okay. Probably because of like the kind of resolution of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately neither of them are live anymore because I did try That's to really find funny. both websites. I like how at first he's just like son of Susan. He's like, yeah, yeah. let's be funny. And well, then he, he is literally, like, he literally on this website used to post like her everyday fucking whereabouts. Like he was oh posting pictures of this bitch. Like he was literally stalking her. Like he was posting photos of what they're doing every day like this is they were today they were seen here doing this like he was oh like God. categorizing their entire life and wow. moves it was i like how he changed funny. it though uh, finally he's like just fucking dig up the goddamn yard yeah you know? he's like dig, dig up. up the yard <laughs> so another really really interesting thing about this case is that uh this was all happening during the Lacey Peterson murder investigation. And so with that, there were a lot of unfounded rumors in the media that maybe Lacey's husband, Scott, had something to do with Smart's disappearance due to their simultaneous attendance at Cal Poly. Oh. Because they both were going to Cal Poly at the same time. So there was a brief initial inquiry into whether Peterson was tied to the disappearance. Uh, Obviously, Peterson denied any involvement, and he was eventually ruled out as a suspect by police. Okay. But it's still very interesting because yeah. of just the timing and, like, the location yeah. and everything. It's just kind of... I, I thought it was really funny that well, yeah. he just... Of course, they're going to be like, fuck Scott. Yeah, totally. And when you hear a Peterson, you're like, what? Yeah, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> um, if anybody needed their reminder, don't date a man with the last name Peterson. That's right. Check out um, our Peterson files. Yes. <laughs> All right, so between 1996 and 2007, various searches for her remains and other evidence were conducted, uh, some using cadaver dogs trained to detect the scent of human remains, including searches of properties owned by the Flores family. No useful leads were found for nearly two decades. So on September 6th of 2016, officials from the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office announced they were investigating a new lead in the case. Cadaver dogs from the FBI were brought in and investigators were preparing to spend approximately four days excavating an area on the Cal Poly campus. After three days, items were found at all three dig sites located on the same hillside near Smart's dorm. A spokesperson for the sheriff's office said the items are being analyzed to see whether they are connected to the case, which could take days, weeks, or months. The items uncovered were still being investigated as of 2020. Wow. So, on April 20th of 2021, it was announced by the prosecutor that they believe Kristen's body had been buried beneath the deck of Ruben Flores's home, but had recently been removed. Biological evidence was found by using ground-penetrating radar and cadaver dogs. Smart was declared legally dead on May 25th, 2002, which was the sixth anniversary of her disappearance. In 2005, her parents... Uh, Denise and Stan Smart filed a civil case of wrongful death against Flores and one of the three students who walked Smart to her dorm. The Smart family was represented by James R. Murphy on a pro pro bono basis, and the suit was dropped due to lack of evidence after Flores pled the Fifth Amendment. In 2006 or 2007, the Flores family filed a lawsuit against the Smart family for emotional distress, but the lawsuit never resulted in a judgment. The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office regularly reviewed the case and spent thousands of hours and dollars during the period of 2011 to 2016. The FBI had her on file as a high-priority missing persons investigation with a reward of $75,000 for information leading to finding her or resolving her case. And Terry Black, a Delta area man, offered a $100,000 reward for Smart's body. 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Let's talk about the date rape drug. Oh, okay. On April 22nd of 2020, the Los Angeles Times reported that a search warrant was served at the home of Paul Flores in San Pedro, California. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department assisted detectives from San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department in the search. It was reported that numerous items of interest were successfully found during the search. Among the items found in the search were date rape drugs and homemade videos showing Flores in acts of sodomizing and raping young women. What the fuck? On February 11th of 2021, KSBY reported that Paul Flores had been arrested by the Los Angeles Police Department in Rancho Palos Verdes, California, on suspicion of being a felon in possession of a firearm, which is a felony. Yeah. And on March 15th of 2021, in... A search warrant was issued to search Ruben Flores's home, so his dad, including the use of cadaver dogs and ground-penetrating radar. An older model Volkswagen was towed from the home of Ruben Flores after cadaver dogs searched the vehicle. Oh, wow. So, on April 13th of 2021, Paul Flores and his father, Ruben Flores, were taken into custody by San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department in relation to the case. Paul Flores was charged with murder. Ruben was charged with being an accessory. Investigators later concluded that Paul Flores attempted to rape Smart, although Dan Dow, district attorney of the county of St. Louis Obispo, of San Luis Obispo, has stated that the statute of limitations has actually expired on a sexual assault charge, but murder committed in the course of rape or attempted rape justified first-degree murder, felony murder charges. Okay. So in September of 2021, a judge ruled that there was sufficient evidence of guilt for the case to proceed to trial. The trial was set to begin on April 25th, 2022, but was delayed as a change of venue motion by the defense was granted on March 30th. The case was moved to Monterey County, where it was heard by Judge Jennifer O'Keefe, and pre-trial motions were heard on June 6th and 7th, uh, with some ruled upon and other rulings deferred. Over 1,500 jury summons were sent to county residents. Jury selection began on June 13th and opening arguments began on July 18th. Lambert produced podcasts summarizing the proceedings on a near weekly basis. So again, that podcast that I told you guys about, um, our, your own backyard, he actually attended and he literally put out an episode every week talking about like summarizing the week of events, which is why I was saying, if you guys are interested, listen, I didn't dive deeply into each week because he did such an amazing job and I didn't want to basically copy his podcast. So if you're interested, go check it out. Like I said, he really like explains everything that happened. Um, and it's super interesting. On October 18th of 2022, the separate juries that were hearing the case simultaneously at the Monterey County Courthouse found Paul Flores guilty of first-degree murder and his father, Ruben Flores, not guilty of accessory after the fact. Oh. Ruben Flores was facing a maximum sentence of three years in jail, and Paul Flores is facing 25 years to life in prison. One juror on the Ruben Flores case told told Judge O'Keefe that he had discussed this case with his priest for spiritual guidance, and it was causing him stress. Okay. That juror was dismissed, and an alternate was sworn in, causing deliberations to begin again. Sentencing uh, was decided later. So, 
something good that came of this case. Smart's disappearance and slow response by the campus police resulted in the Kristen Smart Campus Security Act being written and sponsored by State Senator Mike Thompson. Uh, it was passed 61 to 0 by the California State Legislature and signed into effect by uh, the then-Governor Pete Wilson on August 19th of 1998. The law took effect on January 1st, 1999, that requires all public colleges and publicity-funded educational institutions to have their security services make agreements with local police departments about reporting cases involving or possibly involving violence against students, including missing students. Wow. So That's pretty good. Kind of shocked that that wasn't something that was already in place, right. but better late than never, I guess. Yep. Um... And then I know I brought up the Kristen Smart Scholarship before at the beginning of the uh, episode. So, well, last episode. Um, but basically, she graduated from Lincoln High School in Stockton, California in 1995. She was a college freshman at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo from 95 to 96. And she was a young woman who embraced life, sought new adventures, and looked forward to exploring the world's nature and architecture. Unfortunately, her dreams were lost when she was abducted in 1996 and has been missing since. Her family hopes the scholarship aids in the passing of her aspirations into other young women. The female recipient of this scholarship should share Kristen's passions for nature and travel, and they invite high school senior applicants who are pursuing education in architecture, international studies, law enforcement, or criminal justice in an effort to build safer communities to please apply today and share your story. So if anybody that's listening is interested in maybe applying for this or seeing if their children want to apply for this, the criteria are a graduating female uh, senior from San Luis Obispo or San Joaquin County uh, who plans to attend a two to four year accredited college or university in 2023. They should have a 3.25 or higher GPA uh, evidence of community service, interest in a career in architecture, criminal justice, law enforcement, or international studies. The awardee must show evidence of acceptance to a two- to four-year college prior to accepting the award. And in the event that an awardee attends a California two-year college, the award will cover actual tuition, fees, and books, not to exceed uh, amount of minimum award. 2023 re award recipients will receive a one-time minimum cash grant of $4,000. It, March 18th, 2023 is the last day to apply for the scholarship this round. So that's obviously coming up pretty quickly, um, but they do it every year. So, and then um, I wanted to read a couple of excerpts from the trial because okay. there were some pretty interesting pieces to it. Okay. So on the very first day, which was, um, what is that? July 18th. Uh, it says, in the state's opening statement, Prosecutor Christopher Purevel lays out the timeline of Kristen Smart's disappearance. On May 24th, 1996, Kristen left a voicemail for her family saying she had good news. That evening, she went to a house party. She was seen sober between 10 and 10.30 p.m. Matt Toomey saw Kristen intoxicated face down on the ground between 12 a.m. and 12.30 a.m. Tim Davis saw Kristen intoxicated face down on the ground between 2 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. Tim Davis and Cheryl Anderson helped Kristen up. This was when Paul Flores came out of the darkness and offered to walk Kristen home. All four of them headed towards the dorms. Paul lived in Santa Lucia dorm and Kristen lived in Muir dorm. I think it's really funny that literally in court they said he came out of the darkness. I know, right? Um, 
Paul was unaccounted for between 2.30 and 6 a.m. on May 25th, 1996. Paul called his father, Ruben Flores, at 9.47 a.m. on the 26th. Paul played basketball on May 27th. He was interviewed by Cal Poly police on May 28th, and they observed a light bruise under his eye. Paul said he had no physical contact with Kristen and didn't find her attractive. At the end of June 1996, cadaver dogs were sent to San Santa Lucia dorm. They showed a strong alert on the corner of Paul's mattress, which had a light brown stain on it. It tested positive for human blood, and when it was run for DNA, Kristen couldn't be included or excluded from the sample. Paul went to a skateboarding party where he told Jennifer Hudson, Hudson that Kristen was a bitch and he buried her. Oh, my when God. When Kristen went missing, her father, Stan, ended up at Ruben Flores' house, and Ruben allegedly said, you better leave or someone's going to get shot. Wow. Paul later moved to Los Angeles, and Rachel Doe will testify to the Renando Beach rape case. R- uh, Rhonda Doe will testify to the San Pedro sexual assault case. Sarah Doe will testify to another sexual assault case. There was a wiretap on Susan Flores's phone and Paul in 2019. And in it, Susan can be heard telling Paul to listen to the podcast your own backyard and oh. poke holes in that and neighbor sees a cargo trailer pointed towards Ruben's deck and hears Susan and Mike arguing Mike was Susan's uh, boyfriend husband new husband whatever okay um, in 2020 a fence exists and in 2021 the fence is removed to allow the cargo trailer into the residence ground penetrating radar found an anomaly under Ruben's deck four feet wide four feet deep and six feet long This is where investigators found dark staining consistent with human decomposition. The darkest stain tested positive for human blood, primate blood, or ferret blood. And in the defense opening statement for Paul Flores, attorney Robert Sanger details their strategy. Law enforcement is aware they didn't have a case. There's no eyewitnesses, no body, no physical evidence for forensic evidence. Kristen had at-risk behavior. She was likely to get into a car with a guy and go off. Kristen's parents were at their wit's end with her. She was flunking out of school. The prosecution said Ruben had articles and posters about Kristen. Well, there was a media campaign where wanted posters listing Ruben's address were issued, which, as we know, the ones that they had in the house actually had nothing to do with them and didn't say their address, didn't say their names, didn't right. say anything. So it's like, mm, why'd you have n- that? Nice try reaching. The prosecution has a wiretap on Susan and Paul. Information was given to the podcaster to say provocative things. Susan tell uh, tends to talk a lot, and this audio is the best they have. What would any mother say in this situation? So this is obviously all the defense's um, opening statement says you'll hear from an archaeologist talk about a burial site she's not an expert on decomposition or semi-permeable wraps the stains turned out not to be blood will present a forensic expert on buried remains paul had a dui in santa barbara but was he was living in los angeles at the time at one point he got his probate probation revoked and went to jail law enforcement planted an informant in his cell paul always said he went a separate way from Kristen to this person 
At the party Paul was at in 1996, there's no proof Paul gave Kristen alcohol. At one point, he left to go to another party and came back. He didn't come from the shadows. <laughs> at night, Kristen's roommate had a friend over. This friend was too drunk to know if Kristen came back and later left to go to another dorm. Steve Fleming isn't 100% sure Paul was stalking Kristen. Kristen previously reported she was being stalked by another guy. Dog handlers' dogs often hit on nothing, and once or twice they've found a body. A change in their behavior is nothing more than a clue. There were multiple dog alerts in different areas. Ground-penetrating radar found multiple anomalies, even at Susan's house. There's nothing that suggests the anomaly at Ruben's house is a burial site. The cargo trailer at Ruben's house is Mike mcconville's trailer mike the boyfriend of susan has cancer he needed a place for his trailer the idea that there was ever a body in the trailer isn't supported by the evidence so i thought it was really funny to hear like each opening statement and how yeah. they both were like basically going after each other 100%. and then you know defense is like cool i'm gonna fucking answer each one of your things that you said um so let's move on to day seven uh which is august 3rd 2022 at this point um all right so derek say which was the roommate of Paul Flores. Oh. Transferred to Cal Poly uh, slow in the fall of 1995. He lived with a roommate. That roommate moved to a different floor. Then Paul moved in sometime between December 1995 and January 1996. Friday of the Memorial Day weekend, uh, he left for Oakland. Tuesday of Memorial Day weekend, he returned to Cal Poly. Said when he returned from Oakland that he had heard a girl had gone missing. The police had talked to Paul and said he asked Paul about this and Paul had revealed he had been the last person to see Kristen. He said that he joked with Paul and said you probably did something to her and that he jo joked back, yeah, she's at my mom's house right now. Uh, what? Cleaning up some concrete at your mom's house? Oh my what? god. Um, he also said that Paul didn't deny anything. Wow. So uh, now we're going to jump to day 19, which is August 30th. In an audio conversation between Paul and his mother, Susan, from January 26, 2020, uh, it was played in the courtroom. And in the recording, she could be hear heard telling Paul to start listening to the Your Own Backyard podcast so they could start punching holes in it. Which I think is just really, really interesting that she calls him and she's like, there's a podcast out and they got a lot of information. So we yeah. need to figure out where we can poke holes in yeah. any of this information. Like, wow. if that wasn't some telling shit right there, I don't fucking know what is. Right? Um, day 32. This is now October 3rd. Paul Flores' jury was given jury instructions Monday morning. Once, uh, once closing arguments in his case are completed, jurors can begin deliberating immediately. Ruben Flores' jury is expected to hear closing arguments on Tuesday. San Luis Obispo County De Deputy District Attorney Christopher Purevel told jurors, the truth is Kristen Smart is dead and the evidence is clear that she was killed by Paul Flores. He said, while the smarts searched, Reuben ac accumulated trophies in his bedside nightstand and Paul kept raping women. Wow. Pierrevel was referring to several items related to the case that investigators say were found at Reuben's house during the search, um, along with witnesses who came forward claiming Paul sexually assaulted them while they were under the influence of drugs and alcohol in the years following Kristen's disappearance. Pierrevel went on to tell the jurors, we don't have a body but we do have blood. He later showed pictures of presumptive positive blood tests, he says, were from the soil beneath the deck of Ruben Flores's Ario Grande home. 
Purevel laid out a timeline for jurors alleging Paul killed Kristen sometime Saturday morning after the party they both attended and then called his father to help him hide the body. The prosecutor spent quite some time recapping the evidence, including replaying portions of interviews Paul did with law enforcement early in the investigation. Purevel told jurors that in order to find Paul guilty of first-degree murder, they have to believe beyond a reasonable doubt that Kristen died while Paul was either raping or attempting to rape her. Okay, so I've got a little clip for you guys of Susan Flores talking. It's actually from um, a news interview, um, so we're not going to be able to play the whole thing, obviously, but I just thought it was kind of interesting, um, just some of the things that she's saying. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any reason to believe that anybody in our family has any answers to where she is or what happened to her. Everybody on earth has a cross to bear. I guess this is ours. Um, I don't know if it came out of the podcast or chit chat or I, I have no idea. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's unfathomable why, how. I mean, you see there are no fences here, no fences. And we were, they were looking for remains of somebody. There's never been a fence up on this lot. We just have the little rail fence. It, it makes no sense. Um, it's a lot of harassment over the years. Um, I don't necessarily think they're doing their jobs, but I guess they are. I don't, I don't know how to put it. Go, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to wind up in a, in a court of law. I don't like this case being tried by the media. This is not where the case should be in the media. Public opinion deciding, oh, these people are guilty. The conversations that have taken place with, with him are something that will sit quiet until, um, unfortunately, we'll see where this is all going to lead. I think it should have been over with. So all those aspects are not up for discussion. Um, I don't have any reason to believe that anybody in our family has any answers to where she is or what happened to her. Then why won't you talk about the discussions that you've had with him? I don't, that part really cracked me up because I was like okay Susan well her answers were like none of them really made any sense did they make sense to you no they seemed to just like she was like I don't know I don't know what she was talking about honestly it just seemed really weird like a very evasive oh for you know? sure yeah. who, the, who the fuck cares if there's a fence well, but the other thing is, is I don't personally think that she was at Ruben's house. I think that she was buried at the other house, which there were tons of fences. There was fences and there was no way to know. And there was tons of concrete there. Tons of concrete and a fucking watch alarm or I something mean, was going on. Unless they did like bring her and then move her to his place and then, you know what I mean? Which yeah. could have totally happened. But at that point, she would have been so decomposed that they wouldn't have, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been that big of a deal to get whatever it was in there to put it under the house. Nobody 
nobody would have really probably thought much of it, especially if right. it happened in the night. Right. So for her to be like, oh, well, there's no fences here, so how could we possibly be trying to hide a body? It's like, right. well, people have done worse things in, like, way more obvious places. 100%. That's so, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. why I was like, what? Shut up, And then Susan. they were like, have you had any conversations with your son? And she's like, well, we're not going to talk about those. Those yeah. we're not going to talk about. It's like, um. Okay. Oh. Yeah, there must no be problem. a reason for that. So they've never found her remains? No. Okay, so do you know what they're thinking happened? Do they think that she, he gave her... Okay, so she was not Well, no, drunk. they just think he took advantage... She was drunk. They think he took advantage of her being drunk, tried to rape her, and then and at then, some point during that encounter, it went bad. Right. And he accidentally killed her. Right. And then called his dad... To help cover up the body. So they don't think that he did his whole date uh, rape drug no, thing. No, no, no. They okay. think that, that that for sure came on later because they have evidence and proof of that later right. in the years as he was getting older and more assaults were happening that okay. that, that was evident. But okay. th- at that point, they think it was just, you know, he was young and they were like, he definitely was taking advantage of the fact. She couldn't yeah. walk. Right. That's why Everybody I was like, Everybody around she... said that she was so intoxicated she could not stand. Well, that's why I was so wondering who if it better, was a date who... rape thing. Because she I couldn't mean, not walk. necessarily. She was looking to party that night. Yeah. She could have been, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've definitely drank enough to not be able to walk before. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> like, it's definitely, and it's at a college party. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and she sure. was bummed. So, like, you can definitely see the recipe for disaster at that point. You know what I sure. mean? Like, she's... She's bummed out because she tried to talk to the one dude and he wasn't interested. And right. So now she's just, like, looking for attention elsewhere. So she just ends up getting completely shit-faced and can't walk. Like, her friend's and, not yeah. there to keep her in check. Right. Her friend didn't stay. Right. And then, her friend didn't even go to that party with her at all. And so then after everybody, Cheryl and all those people, like, ditch her for the most part. Yeah. Then he's just alone with her. And then we yeah. then that's the last thing we know. Yeah. Okay. And I think that the... I... I... I think it's really interesting that at that skateboarding party, you told that chick that she was at his, or he, well, he told his roommate that she was at his, mo- his mom's, mom's house. house. She, he told, um, that chick at that party that, uh, he buried her. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, he's said some things over the years that it's like, if you know that you're a suspect in a murder case or like a potential, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't even make jokes about things no, like that because that shit's obviously going to come up later. Seriously. I mean, come on, dude. Like, I don't know. I just think it's so beyond obvious that he's the one who did it. And then he continued to rape women later. He just figured out how to do it without actually killing them. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. What Because I don't think that he wanted to kill her. I think I don't, that he just no. wanted to rape her. He just didn't know how, you know what I mean? Like, he just wasn't, he just. Yeah. Something happened, and it didn't go as planned. Why did the dad not get in trouble for anything? Because they're thinking that the dad helped. Helped, but for some reason the jury found him not guilty of accessories, so I don't mm. know. I I didn't really focus on any of that trial, because yeah. that was a separate trial. Right. I didn't focus on any of that, so I don't really know what was brought forward with that or what was said about it. Um, I have no idea how any of that went. Yeah. But honestly, like... I, as much as I do think that the dad probably was an accessory, and I feel like the mom probably Me too. knew what was up, too, and they all had something to it do with like it. was like a family affair. As long as he gets, you know what I mean, like, he got 25 to life, so yeah. as long as, you know what I mean, like, he like gets... he's gone. 
he gets his comeuppance. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Right. His dad's so fucking old at this point, and he obviously didn't go out of his way to kill her. The kid had killed her, and he was just trying to help his son keep right. him out of jail. So. My God. That's such a mess. Wow. All right. I, but, I, but what do you think? Because I really think that she was buried in that, in Susan's behind like i really think that those tenants were hearing her fucking watch beep and oh that my she god. was buried behind that house when you were saying that i'm like what the fuck like oh my god i like truly think that that is where she was I at mean, least for a period of time it when sounds he left like that it. fucking police interview because he had to go help clean up some concrete at his mom's house yeah really what does that mean? you're giving and then they, little the hints. parents were being really weird about the trash cans that they weren't yeah. allowed to use. They found an, an earring, earring that somehow goes missing. Mm-hmm. I feel like something... I feel like both properties could have something going on. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, like they said, well, they were she was dumb buried enough to bury it at their house to begin with. So Idiot. why would they not be dumb enough to rebury it at a different one? You know what I mean? That yeah. house was getting so much heat. Yeah. That why would they not think they should move it to the other one? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Since everybody thinks it's at that one, like you know what I mean? Well, like it, yeah, it let's does trick make, them. It makes sense their logic there being right. like, okay, well they've been trying to do all this stuff at this house over here, yeah. and then by the time they moved it to Ruben's house she's already so decomposed that yeah that probably is mainly what they found in the ground is just you know what i mean like yeah because they said evidence it was... of blood and decomp there yeah. but not and not actually anything left that sucks so bad i feel bad for her family i mean and her obviously as well I, but wouldn't bones still be there at this point or would that many decades later would they already be decomposed it depends. I mean, I wonder if, did you, do you think that he put anything on her body to, like, speed up the decomposition That's process? That's true. Yeah, I have no have. idea. I mean, they put fucking concrete, obviously, in that, where that planter was, like, over top. Can you, and I mean, it would make sense that if they buried her there, they'd be like, yeah, I don't want to fucking live here anymore. I'm going to rent it out. Fuck yeah. I know, yeah. But just then like, she moved back in, which makes me think they moved the body before she moved back in. Possibly, yeah. I, I wish we knew if they, well, you said that they didn't dig up the yard so if she was buried back there or if just like maybe her stuff was buried there. who knows yeah, who but knows? like what's up with that watch you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and then if they didn't well, yeah, dig the, up the, the yard the how'd they get her? and then it only lasted for as long as like a watch battery mm-hmm. would potentially last and it went off at a certain time that's insane i mean yeah yeah i've had something go off in this house i didn't re- realize it was like a stopwatch i had and would go off every day at a certain time i mean that's telling that it's something you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i i don't know well, what we exactly. know that she had she had she got up at that time well yeah she needed to go teach or do lifeguarding at four thirty. so i mean it's a pretty like weird coincidence mm-hmm. wow i don't i don't know that's crazy i'm just glad he's in jail mm-hmm. he obviously finally did it. i mean come on took forever 96 What's he been doing? Do you know? Raping people? <laughs> That's not funny, but yes, your answer was funny. <laughs> it's true. I mean, raping people? He yeah. he wasn't able to have a car because of that DUI Idiot. and whatever, so he'd been like riding like interviews and things that I had heard everybody was talking about it he was like on a bicycle when he would like show up at a party or whatever. Like he was always riding his bicycle everywhere because he couldn't have a car. Oh my god. But Dude. they took Ruben's Volkswagen, so they yeah. obviously found something in the Volkswagen, mm-hmm. like maybe decomposition or something like they hit on something like that, because why would they take the car? Right. Which I think is why they had pretty good, reasonable cause to think that, I mean, they had to have found something in order to 
think that the body had been moved to Ruben's house and then to take the car and then to excavate behind the house. I mean, they Correct. had some reasoning to believe that it had been moved there. 100%. And definitely the boyfriend trailer thing, which I honestly cannot see them bringing, like, the mom's new boyfriend into this whole thing. No, no. But um, maybe he had no idea what the fuck was going on, yeah. you know what I mean? And they were like, then maybe that's why they were back there fighting. Like, maybe he kind of realized some fishy shit was going on. Yeah, and then family. a fight fucking, you know what I mean, like, started. There was also an ex-girlfriend of Paul's who had said that they had been at his family, his dad's house, and um, she wanted to go out and look in the backyard at, like, the apple or the orange orchards or whatever it was. Whatever it was, it was some kind of fruitful tree orchard in the back, and she wanted to go look at it. And then once she started to get, like, near a certain area, they were, like, they, like, like ushered her back into the house and, like, didn't want her to be in the backyard. Which just seems a little it's weird. weird. You Super know what weird. I mean? Yeah. So, think, oh, and yeah. also there was a roommate living with Reuben at one point that had, oh. like, put some barrels underneath the deck without oh. asking, and Reuben got fucking pissed and, like, lost his shit on him for, like, going under the deck without asking or, like, asking his permission Ooh. or anything, because he got really weird about, like, the roommate going under the deck and, like, putting anything under there. My God. Can you imagine burying someone's daughter under your fucking deck for your child? I mean, I don't know about First that. First of all, why are they burying it at their own house? Because they're you know stupid. I mean? Like, I guess, I mean, I can kind of see being like, okay, not wanting to just go put it somewhere random because then they might find evidence on the body. So they're yeah. like, okay, if we can keep the body with us, then they won't be able to find evidence on the body because they yeah. can't find the body. Right. But also, like... Who the fuck wants to live with a dead body, like, in their backyard? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Not me either. <laughs> I know. Hell no, dude. Like, I, like, that's one of those things, like, if I went to go buy a house, and I find out that there was somebody who died in this house, and they're I'm done looking at this, I'm done looking at this house, dude. It doesn't even matter if they're, if I, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I find out that somebody even died in a home I'm looking at, I'm not buying it. Right. Sorry. I don't know. That's just a little weird for me. I wouldn't, like, no amount of sage in the fucking world is going to make me feel comfortable living in a home that I know somebody died in. Even if it's just, like, an old person died in their sleep. It does not matter. If somebody died in this house, like, in a house, I'm not buying it. Oh, my God. So can you imagine, like, renting out, like, these people who lived in this place and they heard that all the time. They're getting all this hate mail. They're, like, pretty much putting two and two together thinking that maybe this family had something to do with this girl's disappearance, and then they're yeah. hearing a watch in their backyard. Yeah, no. I would have been like, I want to break my fucking lease, and I want to get the fuck out of here. Their ma- <laughs> their ma- their bedroom I know. was right on the other side of the wall from where they were hearing this watch. Like, yeah. no fucking way in hell yeah. I'm staying there. No. 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 And then you find the earring. The and earring with, like, probably blood on the back, and you're like, damn, this really looks like it would match the necklace that she was wearing no, 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 I'm out. I was like, we're breaking lease and I'm moving. There's two, no, just no, uh-uh. It's so funny. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I mean, it, right outside of your bedroom and window. And then Susan moved oh. back in. Because Susan's a crazy bitch. I don't like Susan. That's not nice, but I, I don't feel, like her. I honestly truly believe that they, he said the concrete thing, and this is the interview they had, like, right after it happened, that they buried that girl at Susan's place. And Susan was like, this is creepy. I can't live here. I'm going to rent this bitch out. Right. And then she's like, oops, guess I got to move back in because we're yeah, going to get people caught. people are getting on, or people are too fucking on top of it. Yeah. Forgot to take her watch off. Like, you assholes. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's another thing. Do you, seriously? 
these people are this stupid that yes. they're not going to remove any identifying fucking shit from her. Right. They're going to leave it. Or, it, like you said, if it was like a bag of her shit, you're just going to bury it in the back. Like, first of all, it's a six-foot planter. This girl's six foot long. I'm pretty yeah. sure that they just left it on her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Agreed. I just... Are you fucking kidding me? You guys are this stupid that you didn't get... I mean, they got rid of the, the earrings, apparently, because they yeah. must have been in the trash can right. that, you know... It fell out and whatever, but like, but not the watch. They leave the watch. Yeah, watches make noise. Not all the time. I can't. I can't think of another explanation for there being beeping in the backyard besides it being a watch. And they're like, yeah, I mean, we know what a watch beep sounds like. Yeah, we have watches. Like we know what it sounds like when an alarm on a watch goes off, and that's right. what the fuck's going on in our backyard. And the chicks, like me and my mom, got back there and we dug around. Constantly, like, trying to find the shit. Could not find it. And then that's when we realized there was another concrete slab below that you couldn't get any deeper. That's crazy. Which is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucked up. I think I would have been out there with the fucking, one of those things. Jackhammer? Yeah, jackhammer busting up that concrete, dude. I know. (laughs) You know? Oh, absolutely. I would have called you over. Let's get the jackhammer. Yeah, what the fuck? Can you borrow that at the bottom of this? Or some shit? Yeah. Something's up. And then I would have been, like, alerting the cops, like, hey, we're going to dig up our backyard because it sounds a little fishy. We'll let you know if we find anything. Yeah. yeah. Be, be on guard. Be, be ready, on guard, Be ready please. to get your ass over here and fucking... Help us out. You know what I mean? Like, we what? find some bu- somebody there. Yeah, I don't know. That's Seriously, so they, fucked they up. had enough sense to take the jewelry off, but they left the watch on? Yep. Sounds like it. I mean, she didn't seem like the brightest bulb, you know, when she was talking. Like, I'm not trying and to be I will say, asshole, but... you guys might, I don't know if you could tell, it sounded like she was a little winded. It's because she was wearing a mask. It was COVID time and she was wearing a mask. And oh. I definitely would feel, like, feel winded when I'm wearing a mask and I'm yeah. talking. So, she's also old. Um, <laughs> but, I, not that I'm trying to, like, make any excuses for her because I think that she definitely had something to do with it, but... That could explain part of why she sounded a little, like, frazzled and, like, you know she what I mean? She did sound like she was taking some real deep they, breath. They were up on the side <laughs> like of a, they breath. were up on the side of a hill, outdoors, she Windy. had a mask on. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that could account for some of the weirdness yeah. of the interview, but yeah, she sure. also, like, was stumbling over words and 100%. stuff, too, so. Not answering, like, cohesively at all. Correct. Yeah. So, all right. there's that. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys think happened? Do you, do you guys think that Paul is guilty? Um, I would be honestly surprised to hear if anybody thinks that he's not at this yeah. point, just because over the years, it, it's just the most likely thing. I it, Like, the dorm room hits with the trash can and the side of the bed, the decomp dogs and all the different decomp dogs yep. all triggering on this room. It's like, come on. Yeah. You and know? you hate to there, be his roommate? There's a reason that they have, like, like been after him. All these these Forever. last couple decades, it's yeah. because they were like he has got like we've got to figure out how the fuck we pin it on this guy. Like yeah. he clearly did it. He, yeah, like it's there was literally no other why uh, else solution. It seems yeah. That why else happened, do you lie you know? about a black eye? Yeah. How do you ha- magically have a black eye the morning? You know what I mean? Like the morning or the day after right. you're like the last person seen walking this really drunk girl home that can't fucking function. Mm-hmm. Like there's just. Yeah. So many things that it's just like, okay, red flag, check, 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 check. Like, he checks every box. He does. And then he continues to rape and, you know what I mean, like sexually assault women. women later in the years. So yeah. it's like he never got any less creepy. He continued to do the same thing. He just figured out how to do it without actually, like, committing murder on accident. Right. So. But he didn't even learn from that. It's like, come on, Apparently. Dude. Yeah. 
He's just a shitty person. I'm glad he's in jail. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I can't believe it took that long. Oh my god, I know. It's insane. It is insane. It's absolutely insane how long that whole I situation took. I bet her parents took. were just going crazy. But now they have some kind of closure, at least, yeah. because he has been, you know what I mean? Like, he's finally been arrested, and he's been tried and found guilty, and so at least they have some kind of closure in the situation that, you know what I mean? Like, this has happened. Yeah. For sure. Because can you imagine living that long and not having no. any? I mean, they, I'm sure that they were probably thinking that he had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. But not being able to, like, have the gratification of knowing that he's actually been punished for it mm-hmm. is, yeah, I'm sure, Horrible. super rough. Yeah, for sure. And then living in the same, I mean, they didn't live in the same town, but you know what I mean? Just Close knowing, enough. like, the family and he's out there and he's, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the women in the interviews that... Um, he did in the Your Own Backyard podcast, like, wanted to remain nameless and anonymous because they were like, he's still out there, dude. And I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's still out there. And apparently, like, he could be listening to this podcast. And I don't want him to know that I'm on here, like, talking about him. You know right. what I mean? 100%. Yeah. That's scary. Can you imagine that? Being like, yeah, let me tell you what I know about this creepy dude who happens mm. to still be alive out in the out fucking, like, in the, in the state that I live in. Probably, yeah. like towns away you know what i mean not knowing exactly where he's at like and, it, nope. and he's such a weird stalker a that like he was following people home all the time anyway so who, what, who would make you think that he wouldn't be able to yeah. figure out where you live yeah no he can't with the internet these days anybody well, for can. sure yeah 100 percent. so it's Ugh. just like mm. yeah fuck that guy i'm glad he's in jail hopefully forever i can't <laughs> foresee him getting out but you know weirder things have happened true so. very true all right well thanks for bringing this mm-hmm yeah, yeah, I didn't remember most of that, so that was well. There was definitely a, a lot of mixed information. Like I, I always remembered hearing that the watch thing was in his dad's backyard, but come mm-hmm. to find out, it, it was, was actually in the mom's. There was just like a lot of things that yeah had been kind of like mixed up in the media over time that yeah. had been like blurred together. That it was nice to actually hear all of that information laid out. Yeah, you know what I mean. That sounds like a good podcast too. That guy. Oh, it's really good. He does That's a awesome. great job. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, let us know what you think, because this one's a big one, and so many um, strange details to get through. Uh, so, yeah, let us know. All right, so last week I asked you guys who spent 14 years on death row before their execution by lethal injection in 1996 and had two pepperoni and sausage pizzas, three servings of chocolate ice cream, and three six-packs of Coca-Cola and Pepsi for their last meal. <laughs> and the answer to that is William Bonin. Well, you're fun and you're fucking crazy. All right. So this week's question is... Um, traumatizing. Very traumatizing. So there's your warning. Who, while on parole for armed robbery, killed a man by sticking a screwdriver in his ear and twisting it around, then dissected the body and put select parts of it down the garbage disposal? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> wow. That's fucking crazy. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Traumatizing. Yes. Interesting. Also, yes. So uh, if you know that, let us know. It'd be really actually kind of crazy if you knew that. Um, but it showed a, you know, what an amazing true crime fan you are. <laughs> so yeah, let us know. Answer by uh, DMing us. Uh, we are hoping you guys are going to get back on the uh, trivia bandwagon with us. If not, maybe we'll take a break for a while. But this was a good one, so wanted to bring it to you. So answer if you would, please. And 
yeah, thanks for listening. As always, remember, don't, don't get, get in the van. van.